Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, whose steadfast love endures forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, you are always more ready to hear than we are to pray, and you gladly give more than we either desire or deserve. Pour upon us your abundant mercy. Forgive us those things that weigh on our conscience, and give us those good things that come only through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Now it's time for our children's message. So today in the Gospel, we're going to hear how Jesus taught the Lord's Prayer. And in our bulletin, it says, gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. So we're going to hear the story of how Jesus taught us. So I thought today would be a good day that you learned the Lord's Prayer. Can you come sit? I need you to talk into the microphone. Come here. And can everybody help us today? Because I'm sure you guys know it too. So I'm going to say a line and then I'm going to have you repeat it. Can you do that for me? Okay. Our Father, who art in heaven, Our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed, be thy name. hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy, kingdom come. thy will be done. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen thank you everybody for also participating and we say amen thank you i invite you to stand and let us together welcome the gospel disciples this prayer, Jesus also reminds them to focus on God's coming reign, God's mercy, and the strengthening of the community. Jesus encourages his disciples to childlike trust and persistence in prayer. The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. 
your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. knocks, right? Uh, I don't know if you've ever been somewhere where you just wanted to drop something off and you're really hoping they don't open the door. Then you do this kind, right? And then there are those kind where you really need to hear somebody. Uh, there was a fire in the, uh, started in the back of the house of somebody across the street from us and Brad banging it on the door really loud. Or um, in this case, the, the getting up and getting food for a friend who arrived unexpectedly has a has much weightier sense than we might uh, initially hear it because hospitality for guests is a fundamental value of, in, in Judaism and certainly in, the, um, in, in Judea at this time and in Israel at this time. And so providing something for somebody who shows up in your house is absolutely necessary. Which means if you go to the next store to borrow something, you're not doing this kind. Oh, I guess they're asleep, right? You're doing that, I'm gonna keep making it louder and making it louder and making it louder. And finally, it's like, oh, okay, here, go away, let us sleep. But, thank you. But I think sometimes we, we focus on the knocking persistence to the point where we hear it as though we have to ask God a lot for God to pay attention to us. And that's not the message here. The message is keep coming. Keep coming. And keep listening if I'm knocking. This, like so many other scriptures, you know, has been twisted to suggest that if your prayers aren't answered the way you expect, it's because you didn't pray hard enough. I will say that is not true. 
That is not how God works. God's love and mercy is poured out for all of us, whether we are timid or whether we are, or whether we just keep going and going and going. God's love and mercy is present. Part of why we're asked to be persistent is because it changes us. Now, in the Abraham story, this wonderful Abraham story where Abraham is negotiating with God, we know what God first said God was going to do. We don't necessarily know if that was a firm plan. But, but Abraham is invited into negotiation. And as that happens, those of us who are listening to the story hear about the value of those in Sodom. And Sodom ceases to be just this word that represents um, all that is wicked and licentious, which is, which is how the word has been used over the, the millennia. Uh, the name of the place is like this example of licentiousness. And when we first hear that, we can think of it as, as just um, an idea, a place with an idea. But as Abraham names, how about if there are 50 good men? How about if there are 30? How about if there are 10? Now we have to start to think about those people as people. So the persistence in prayer teaches us, changes us. And it changes our relationship with God. We hear in the Lucan version of the Lord's Prayer, it's shorter than the one in Matthew. And I want you to notice some of the words, though, that are used here that are not the same as when we pray. So the Lord's Prayer that we pray weekly, the translation we use, is from the King James Bible. Um, and that has been used in a lot of Protestant churches for, you know, several hundred years. The English-speaking churches for several hundred years. There are variations on it from either other scriptural translations or those who have gone back to the Greek texts. I will tell you that some of the words we're really attached to were kind of projected into it by the King James Bible writers. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins. Okay, how many of you use trespass in your regular life? Are you talking about your property boundaries or are you talking about, do you use it other than property? Oh, okay, cool. So we've got somebody who uses trespass. Mostly though, for us, trespassing is totally about either property lines or where we're allowed to be and where we're not allowed to be. This idea of forgive us our trespasses. I mean, obviously it's not talking about when I go in my neighbor's yard. But we use that word. It's really since, since Amartya is the word. And and then the Matthew version, I think, is, uh, I didn't look as closely at it, but then it says, as we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. Again, it's not who trespasses against us. It's really who owes us something. The idea being, if you're hanging on to debts, if you're hanging on to debts, you're focused on want, and you're focused on uh, what you deserve. 
in a relationship. Whereas Jesus is saying, God is going to give more at the end. You know, who of you who, who will give your children something awful when they ask for something good? God is always going to give more. God's always going to give more. So by letting go of those things that hang us up, we have room to give more love. We have room to receive more love. We're not keeping track. And then, do not bring us to the time of trial. That one's a funny one, too. Because do not bring us to and save us from the time of trial. It depends a little bit on, on how you read the words. Those are both faithful readings. In English, though, big difference. Right? Do not bring us to the time of trial suggests that God might bring us to the time of trial. Meaning God might lead us to be tempted to stray from the gospel of Christ crucified and arisen. We might be tempted away from it. That's all the stuff that Paul was talking about in the um, Colossians reading. Colossians 10? Yeah, Colossians. Anyway, uh, so, so it's, it's, do we think God's going to lead us away? No. But help us not be led. Help us not be tempted. Because there are always going to be temptations. There are always going to be distractions. Think for a moment. What are your temptations that, that lead you away from a life of regular prayer? Or that distract you from the prayer life that you, that you believe would be healthy and life-giving for you? What are, the, what are those distractions? Whatever they are, that's the temptation. That's the temptation that we're being asked to be saved from. Not the time of trial as though we have to be tested in order to see whether we're good enough, because you know what, we're not, except God loves us anyway. But help us not be tempted. There's so much in this prayer. You could say this prayer morning and night every day of your life. Spend a few minutes pondering some of the meaning, and you'll be getting something new out of it every single time. And in fact, that's what's recommended for us in Martin Luther's small catechism, which I brought a stack of. Martin Luther's small catechism, this particular version of it was uh, printed for the 500th anniversary of the beginning of the Reformation. Who knows what year the 500th anniversary was? 2017. It's been five years ago now. So this is a particular translation. The, the small catechism Martin Luther wrote for the head of the household. It, it, Martin Luther, of course, assumed that would be the father. To every evening to do study, prayer and study, with that household. And then Luther recommended every morning starting with this prayer and a couple of other things. And what's wonderful about the small catechism, if you haven't pulled it out in a little while, take one, take one of these new ones. And here, the way Luther talks about, uh, let's see, page 28. I know it's on page 28. OK. Uh, nope, that's baptism. Where's the Lord's Prayer? 18. There's an 8 in it at some point. OK. So just 
the very first petition, our Father in Heaven. Luther always is going to ask, what is this and what does this mean for us? Or some variation on that. This is with those words, God wants to attract us so that we come to believe that he is the truly our Heavenly Father and we are truly his children in order that we may ask him boldly and with complete confidence, just as loving children ask their loving father. So, hallowed be your name. Again, hallowed, not a word that we use all that often. But it's not just us recognizing that God is holy. It's also asking that we would come to understand that holiness in a way that we can put complete confidence and complete trust in. And that we know this God asked us to come and come and come again, to keep knocking, to keep interacting. Let us understand that depth of holiness every time we petition God. I'm not going to do the whole thing, but I will tell you the next one. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, that was the Our Father. And I meshed it with a hallowed be your name. Well, anyway, now you know what hallowed be your name, what the answer is to that question, so I might mask it. Your kingdom come. What is this and what does it mean? Luther says, well, in fact, God's kingdom comes on its own without our prayer, but we ask in this prayer that it may also come to us. How does this come about? Whenever our Heavenly Father gives us His Holy Spirit, that through the Holy Spirit's grace, we may believe God's holy word and live godly lives here in time and hereafter in eternity. It's already true. God doesn't need us to ask for God's kingdom to come, for God's kingdom to come. God doesn't need us to get things in order or to push petition. What it's saying is, let your kingdom come in me. Let your kingdom come in us. When we pray as a community, let your kingdom come here and now in this assembly. Let your kingdom be real and present for us. Let us understand that in a way that allows us to trust our lives are in your hand. Take a look at it. Spend some time reflecting on it. Because when we get to this part of, of uh, let's see, ask and it will be given, search and you will find, that is only a gift if we hear it as ask and we will find what is holy. Ask and what will be given to you is the Holy Spirit. That's what it says in the rest of the passage. Is the Holy Spirit indwelling in you? Because otherwise we can do that pray over and over and over again. God is not doing what we asked. You know what? My dad still died. Right? It's not about that, please do this. That's, gonna, that's the temptation. It's about saying, let your Holy Spirit be in me so that I can be in a relationship with you that is holy. Right? So we're asked to keep going. But we're also invited to notice that the one who keeps knocking no matter what we do is who? Should be an easy one. Yeah. God, Holy Spirit, depending on how you frame it. Yeah. God's going to keep coming. 
Let us confess together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Trusting in God's extraordinary love, let us come near to the Holy One in prayer. Rooted and built up in Christ, we pray for the church. Emboldened church leaders to take risks for the sake of the gospel and equip the, baptiz the baptized to proclaim your extravagant love for the whole world. Merciful God, rejoicing in the works of your hands, we pray for the natural world. Make rivers and lakes, oceans, and all waterways sparkle with your radiance. Protect water sources and strengthen those who defend them. Guard those fighting devastating wildfires in Alaska, Nevada, New Mexico, and Texas. Merciful God. Interceding on behalf of the vulnerable, we pray for the peoples of the world. Inspire all rulers and governing authorities with your justice. Guide the work of legislators and public officials that they, that they advocate for the well-being of those they serve. Merciful God. Receive our prayer. Persistent in prayer, we pray for, the, for our neighbors in need. To all who have hunger, give daily bread. To all who have bread, give hunger for justice. Open us to the cries of those who suffer, especially those in Africa awaiting resumed grain shipments from Odessa. Merciful God, abounding in thanksgiving, we pray for this congregation. Bless the prayer and fellowship ministries in this place. Call us together in times of praise and blessing, trouble and sorrow, in your holy name. Merciful God, rooted and built up in Christ, we pray for all bishops, pastors, missionaries, and other ministers of the gospel, especially presiding bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon of Lacey of our sister synod, and Pastor Karen Perkins. Bless our neighbors in the Alaska Southeast Cluster and the and of River and of Life and River of Life Lutheran Church, Chugiak. Merciful God. Receive our prayer. And for what else do the people of God pray? For the Ferrinas family and those who mourn for those uh, who experience this as another grief upon grief. Buried with Christ in baptism, 
and raised with him to new life, we give thanks for your saints who rest in your eternal presence. Join our voices with theirs as we sing of your great glory. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Receive the prayers of your children, merciful God, and hold us forever in your steadfast love through Jesus Christ, our holy wisdom. Amen. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We Encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Let us pray. God of abundance, you have set before us a plentiful harvest. As we feast on your goodness, strengthen us to labor in your field and equip us to bear fruit for the good of all. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And which we announce together. The mission, the mission of, of Resurrection Lutheran Church, Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. The God of The God of peace, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you, comfort you and show you the path of life this day and always. Amen.
peace. Love your neighbor. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.